Welcome to the Mountain Brook Baptist Church podcast. We pray that this message will help you in your walk with Christ. Our Advent sermon series this year is The Cast of Christmas. The title of Dr. Fenton's sermon today is The People in the Background Tell Our Story. The big idea is the use of Jesus' genealogy to illustrate the different kinds of people God uses to bring his son into the world. He uses all kinds of people to bring the message to the world today. I thank you for allowing me to be a part of such a beautiful Advent service today. It's a beautiful experience. Advent. Advent is most generally thought of as the beginning of the Christmas story, but Advent is really the first Sunday of the Christian church year, and it's so much more than Christmas. Advent is in some ways like the preface to the Christian faith. The preface of a book generally states the scope and the purpose and the theme of the book, and Advent sets before us the theme, the purpose, and the scope of the Christian faith. Today I want us to draw our attention to a passage of scripture that we rarely read. Matthew chapter 7, chapter 1 rather, the verse seven, first 17 verses. And I'm not going to read it by the way. But I hope that you'll turn to it in your Bibles. It's, let's be honest, we generally read it like this. This is the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And then we skip all the way down to verse 16. And Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, and Mary was the mother of Jesus, who is called the Messiah. Thus there were 14 generations in all from Abraham to David, 14 from David to the exile to Babylon, and 14 from the exile to the Messiah. And then we come to the verse where we get excited. And this is how the birth of Jesus came about. And that's generally the way that we read the story. That's really a powerful passage. Genealogies, and especially the genealogy that's found in Matthew, is there... It is there to let us know that Jesus was a descendant of Abraham. He was a descendant of David. He fulfilled all of the promises and all of the prophecies. He was the fulfillment and he was the Messiah. But when the people heard this story, and remember, the Gospels were originally heard rather than read. And you can imagine listening to all of those names. But every name brought with it a story. And the people, as they heard these names and their stories, they began to fill out this story. Filling in the blanks. And in a way it was telling the story of the Old Testament. It begins with the story of Abraham. Abraham, who was chosen of God, not because of something that he did was fantastic or excellent or outstanding, but God chose Abraham. And then he made a promise to Abraham. 
And he told Abraham that you will have many descendants. And basically, you're going to become a very powerful people. And you know the story of how they were a no people and they became a people. And in the process of several hundred years, they had an identity. And that was as the people of God. They had a name, the people of God. And it was a great story of promise. And then the second series of names, it looked as if they were about to fulfill their promise. The first list, it was the building of the promise. The second list, it was began with King David and Solomon. They were at their height. They were at their power. We are experiencing the promise. But then what happened? Solomon's son, Solomon's son inadvertently divided the whole kingdom. And as a result, there was a northern kingdom and a southern kingdom. And this powerful people became a divided people. 721, the northern kingdom fell. 586, the southern kingdom fell. And by the time that Matthew wrote these words, they weren't a powerful people. The Romans didn't consider them a threat. They were more like an irritant. They were more like a mosquito. They were just irritating. This, the people of God, with all of this promise. And over several hundred years, they had seen it diminish. They'd seen the temple destroyed. They had tried to rebuild it, but it wasn't anything like it was. When Matthew was telling this story, he was also telling our story. For our story begins with promise. We're created in the image of God. Wow, what a beginning to life. God, creator of heaven and earth, unlimited power, and he creates us in his image. But we all know our stories. Our stories are not like that at all. Our story began well, but it doesn't often end well. When I was pastor of a church in West Central Missouri, there was an elderly couple that lived about four doors from the church. She came very regularly. He never came to church. She asked me to go by and see her husband, and I did. It was a rather disappointing visit. He was rather negative about life. And when I left, you know, I told him it was a pleasure to meet him and all those nice things the pastor's supposed to say. His neighbor saw me coming out the door and he motioned, come over and talk to me. So I went over and I, he says, I see that you went to see Monroe today. What'd you think? Well, being a pastor, I'm supposed to be polite. And I said, well, you know, 
And I said, it was an interesting conversation. He occasionally got a little negative. He said, negative man, isn't he? He says, let me tell you a story. He said he was the only child of a very prominent family in the community. He said when he was in high school, he was very well liked, very well known. He was one of the first young men to go away to the university. He received both undergraduate and graduate degree. He came back, took over the family business, and he looked as if he was going to prosper. And then he said, and he became increasingly self-centered. He said he thought he was privileged and everybody owed him. And he said he began to treat the customers of his company in that small community as if they were obligated to him. He then had difficulty in the church. The church was getting ready to build a new building and he was opposed to it. That expenditure of money was so unnecessary and he voted against it and never came back to church. There was a school board issue. A bond was, was voted on and he was opposed to it. And as a result, he began to lose contact with people in the community. They no longer respected him. And he says, over a period of years, he went from a place of privilege to becoming the bitter old man that you just visited. What a story. I didn't see that privilege. I didn't see that. But the line that he became self-centered, that's our story, isn't it? We began with so much promise in our life, but over a period of time, we've allowed self-centeredness to push, push aside the concerns of others, to even push away God. And as we make the world more about us, we make our world smaller. It is only when we recognize the power and presence of God, that our story ever comes alive and we start to meet our potential. If you look on this third list of 14, the third list of 14, their primary names we don't know. We don't know their story, probably the first century people did. They knew their stories, but it was a group of common folk. And it began, it, it rather it ends with Joseph and Mary and Jesus. Doesn't sound like much promise there. But you and I and also the readers of this, the genealogy who, heard, who read it or heard it the first time, they knew the rest of the story. That it was in Christ not within their accumulation of power, not in their positions, but it is only in the Messiah that they would have hope. And they would have hope that would be in all circumstances and at all times. 
number of years ago, I was visiting in a nursing home. I visited a lady whose, whose life I knew a little about, but not much about. It was filled with tragedy. She told me, she said, I want you to look at the pictures on my wall. And she had a series of family pictures. And she told me the stories of each one of them. And she says, and this is my son. She said, my son went to Korea. And she said, just before he left, my husband and my son had conflict. She said, I don't remember what it was over now, but it was, it was something important. Or anyway, she said, we thought it was at the time. She said, we got the call one day that he was mission, missing in action. She said, my husband didn't handle that information well, went immediately to the bedroom and shut the door. And she said, of all times I needed him, I needed to be able to express our fear, my concern, the, the anticipated grief. But she said, he stayed in there and wouldn't visit. She said, two days later, we get a second phone call and that he's been found and he's alive and he's well. She says, my husband then came out. And she said, it was as if he was a new person. And she said, even though my husband did not have many days ahead of him, said he died relatively soon after. She says, the rest of his life was filled with such hope because she, he said, my son still was living and they could restore the broken relationship. She said, it has been 34 years since that time. But that story, she said, that seeing that change in my husband has kept the hope alive within me. She says, I've lost my husband. I've lost other family members. I've experienced a great amount of suffering in my life. But I've never lost hope. Because I know that if my son said, yeah, he, he, he has now passed away. But she says, I know that there is always hope as long as there is God. And she said, as a result, I can face whatever comes in my life. The story of the genealogy is a story of the history of Israel, and it ends with Jesus, the hope. For in him there is always hope, for in him all things are being made new. In him there is redemption, in him there is the accountability of the world held according to him. And as a result, whatever happens in our life,
because we are believers in and followers of Jesus the Christ, whose birth we celebrate this season, we always have hope. And may the hope of this Christmas season, may it not diminish when the Christmas season is over, but may our hope be with us now and forever. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the story of your son's coming, for the hope that he brought in a dreary world. We thank you for your spirit coming into our own lives, for taking us when we had miscalculated what being made in your image was about and we thought it was about us and accumulation and power and position and you came through your spirit and gave us new life and we look forward to when you shall return we do not know the time but we are confident that you will come and restore all things and that even though you're in the process of making all things new, there will come a day when it is completely fulfilled and all of our sorrows will be turned into joy. Our tears will be turned into laughter. And Father, we live in anticipation of that, knowing that just as you created us with promise and you fulfilled the promise with your son, you will fulfill it perfectly in your time. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. We pray that today's message brought you hope as we continue to love God and live with grace and generosity. Be sure to check back here for more podcasts. And as always, go out and do the Lord's good work. Mm -hmm.